Hi, my name is Evans Gene, founder and president of One Gospel Ministries. Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode titled, The Church Building is Closed, but the Gospel is Ongoing. Enjoy, and God bless. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, one verse that we're going to look at um, tonight is um, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 24 through 25. It reads as this, it says, let us consider one another to provoke um, love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see that they approaching. Or in the King James Version, we can say um, not or forsaking the assembly. So um, so let's talk about that a little bit and, um, you know, dive into that. Because in the Western mindset, uh, for some, um, we when we hear that the church building is uh, is closed, we think the mission of the gospel is on hold as well. So uh, congregants have many questions like, um, does communion have to be an actual actual uh, wine and unleavened bread? I don't know how you guys did uh, communion on first Sunday or whatever Sundays that you do it. Um, but, you know, there are some questions about that now with the church building closed, um, the, is the gospel ongoing? So, so people have been more gospel focused actually throughout this time. And um, so I think, you know, something that we can talk about tonight. So um, Pastor Mattache, um from the arts. So thank you for joining, man. I appreciate you, brother. And um, how's everything been going so far at the art and how, you know, how's the gospel going on, ongoing for you? And I appreciate you inviting me to this. This is truly an honor and a privilege um, to be able to communicate this topic um, with the people. This is, um, at the, I'm sure, it's at the heart of every ministry, every pastor. Uh, God has blessed us, man, where my family's okay. The ministry is okay. Um, but I, I, I mean, shout out to God, man, because be honest with you, if we didn't have a place, we would be stuck because we were at a high school up until January where we purchased our own property. Um, and all of a sudden, February and February came getting a march, like shut everything down. Um, man, yeah, uh, God has blessed us to where we wouldn't have had any place to first to be able to record or do anything. I would have had to stand here in my living room or my loft to be able to speak to the people. But God has blessed us where uh, he's allowed us to be able to record, um, go live, uh, do things differently but the church is not closed our, our doors are always open um and if i may speak on that we actually during the weekdays um and in the mornings i i have the church doors open for people to come in if they just want to pray if they want to come and do something um it's available for them uh for communion uh during resurrection sunday passover uh we sent out a mass text to everyone we said listen um Go get that mat's bread, uh, you know, the unleavened bread, uh, and get some grape juice. I want no one to get drunk off, you know, uh, because we told them to go get some wine. <laughs> so we specifically, you know, say grape juice. And, you know, we had communion together. We did it uh, live, and everyone in the family, we told them to get, you know, gather the family together for us to be able to have communion together. Um, it was a special moment. The feedback that we got was very positive. A lot of people, um, they really felt the closeness within the family and how they felt like, wow, this is how it would be, you know, in heaven 
whenever we do get to, you know, meet Christ and, yeah. and have that communion. So I'm thankful, man. Big ups to God. Amen. Amen to that. Pastor Elins, how's it yes. been going at you? The bridge. Um, first, I just want to say thank you so much for um, having me on this platform. Um, Evans, Pastor Evans, just somebody I respect and I love. I just want to thank you so much for having me on here. And also Pastor Mardashay. Um, we were just talking um, off camera about some of the memories that we had. And so I just want to thank both of you guys for um, being the men of God that you are in the community. So um, so I just want to echo the words of Pastor Mardashay. Um, Once um, COVID-19 came, it kind of forced the church to kind of have to pivot. Um, and so obviously we see that the physical doors are closed, but the missional doors are not. And so I really think what, what happened uh, to the churches, especially with, with our church too, is that it kind of made us have to um, fine tune the focus. It kind of made us have to um, filter the, the activities to make sure that what we were doing is actually mission focused and not just um, entertainment bound. Um, and so that, and so that's just some of the things that we're, that we've been navigating. Um, sort of, of course, the church, the church is continuing. The mission is going forth, although the method is changing. The mission is that has to still go forth. We're still. Um, taking the same activities that we were doing um, in the brick and mortar um, in the face-to-face -face, and just try to transition those to the virtual space that we continue to do what God is calling us to do. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of churches have been going, you know, virtual and everything like that, um, especially with um, online, um, going on Facebook or mm -hmm. YouTube or whatever type of stuff. You know, we thank God for the advantages that we have. Um, that, you know, most churches are able to take advantage of, um, you know, um, so basically what I'm looking at is like when the word church um, comes up in a conversation, uh, the first thing um, we think of is a building. Right. So in the Bible, church is always referenced um, to people um, and not a place. Um, and also what what was your reaction when you realized um that we we will need to close the church building based on the information. How did your leaders or congregation, you know, react to it? Go ahead, Ethan. All right, <clears throat> let me. I can tackle this. I think what I think when we step back and we look at um, church as a whole, um, it's church is supposed to be a noun, person, place, or thing, right? But I think what happened is along the way we kind of transitioned church from being a noun to it being a verb. Um, and so when so when doing church now became the thing, and then we heard that we couldn't do church in the way that we that we were accustomed to quote unquote doing church, it caused a panic in the church, right? So the problem the problem now is that if if church is a, is a verb for you, something that you, you do, if you don't have the correct platform, if you don't have the correct space, then you cannot, quote unquote, do church. But church was never meant to be a verb. Church was always supposed to be a noun. It's something that we are. We are, we are the church. And so the ones with that mentality, when um, COVID-19 came, of course, it kind of disrupted things because human beings, we don't like change. Um, especially when the change is happening due to something that we can't define, something that we can't touch. So, of course, it caused um, some disruption. But when the mentality is that we are the church came, all it did was 
allowed us to just pivot and to go do something else because it's one because there's a segment of people who are in panic but then there's a segment of people who should have just been in pivot and i believe that the leaders who are actually uh allowing the gospel to go forward in this season are the ones who weren't panicked but they were but they were the ones who um who pivoted so um, of course, when uh, when the news came, it kind of brought, brought some disruption. But at the end of the day, when you have the mission focus and the mission mindset, you just figure out how to do what God's called you to do. Mm, that was deep, bro. Thank yeah, you. That was, man. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, for when you're looking at the church transitioning into something, you know, like this, um, I have to be honest, I was very reluctant. Um and mind you, we are very popular online, but I, I knew the world was not ready for the type and the style of preaching that the art does. We're very hardcore with the word of God and a lot of people run away from it. So if you look before this COVID-19, if you look at our YouTube page, you'll notice that the message that's really posted are are really fluffy. I call them fluffy messages. Um, but the hardcore messages that the people normally get on Sundays, those stay in house. But COVID-19 changed that. And before this, the Holy Spirit was telling me, listen, son, I need you to focus on a lot of doctrine for the church to understand who I am what does it mean for me to be God? Uh, and I spent a month preaching on John 4 um, in January, just teach, teaching them about it. And then I went into false gods, serving false gods uh, with the sororities and fraternities. I spent four weeks on that. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID-19 just kind of got just one week of it. <laughs> but, you know, it was very hardcore. So I was always reluctant to put that kind of stuff online. But God just pushed us to the forefront to say, here, Let's get it out there. I had no choice. <clears throat> Pastor Marcus, if I could um, piggyback off, off of what you're saying. And that's one of the challenges that, that the church is now having to face because pre-COVID-19, um, we all had a congregation, we all had a crowd that we felt as if God had entrusted to us. And so we were able to give the message raw and unfiltered um, because we know that the people whom God sends to us, these are the people who God has assigned to us. But now a lot of preachers now, they, um, they get to the space because now they know, okay, now the world is my quote unquote congregation. And so there are, just like Pastor Mother said, there's a lot of um, preachers who, who run up against this um, apprehension about what type of message should I give? And that becomes problematic now because we are we are no longer um, doing what the Holy Spirit is saying. We are now doing what the crowd is telling us to do because of the desire to want to satisfy certain analytical platforms yeah. or analytical benchmarks. And so I really think that it's it's something that that the church as a whole and preachers specifically are going to have to navigate. To am I going to satisfy? Am I going to try to minister to satisfy the graphs on the chart, or am I going to minister so that I can satisfy the God in the heaven? Yeah, wow. that, that's deep, bro. Um, yeah, I think um, Pastor Marty, yeah, you touched a point right there. And um, um, as far as um, you know, the message, 
goes. You know, yes, the church building is closed now. You know, we're live now. You know, do does you know how does that affect your message? You know, how does that affect your preaching? You know, um, are you preaching to the same crowd or are you preaching to a different crowd? And I think, you know, most pastors are like, okay, all right, COVID-19, you know, um, just, you know, now I have to, you know, be careful what I say, per se, or do we have to continue to uh, continue to preach the gospel like we're supposed to, uh, you know, unapologetically? Um, so, you know, when we think about the church, uh, again, the church, we are the church, um, the gospel don't change, right? So... You know, um, how has, you know, the messages have your message or our messages have changed, per se? As for me, it, it hasn't. Um, the mode may change. Um, we went from using uh, horse and carriage to then, um, or it was just a horse, and then we had the horse and carriage, and now we have vehicles. Um, <laughs> And they used to go just up to 30 miles an hour and then went up to 70. And now we have vehicles that could go up to 200. And if you get to a racetrack, they get up to 300 miles an hour. So it's the mode that has changed, but the message hasn't. Yeah. So um, I believe I, I, I had to say this um, because I knew other people were listening, but I wouldn't have said it in the beginning if I was at my church, just my congregation, um, but because I knew others were listening, I had to put it out there. Listen, when John the Baptist first came out and preached the gospel, the first message he preached was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Um, Peter, his first message <laughs> that caused 3000 souls to come to Christ was that, listen, we need to repent because you, you guys are the ones that sacrificed, uh, that crucified our Lord. Um, Jesus came out of the wilderness Again, same message, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Um, you're looking at Stephen got stoned because of a message of repentance, telling them, listen, I'm going to give you history from Abraham all the way up to where we're at now with Jesus Christ and how he crucified him. Um, and he got stoned for that and got killed. So the message shouldn't change. It should always be Jesus um, and Jesus sacrifice, uh, Jesus crucified you know, resurrected and now sitting at the right hand of the father interceding for us. Um, but preachers tend to, what I've noticed today is we are afraid of the crowd. We're afraid that we will lose them or that um, we're not gonna get the same response. We're, we're looking at the comments now. Um, it's not just amen anymore. Someone is saying, what the heck is this preacher saying? Somebody is talking about, look, listen, this is such old school stuff. I don't even know what this guy's talking about. Let me go back to Joe Osteen, you know? So again, these things will happen, but if you're here to please God, preach the gospel. In season and out of season. Out of season. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, I think, um, I think for most pastors, I want to say, the pastors, I, I guess, you know, for smaller churches um, per se, um, especially I want to say probably churches in like in more in the inner city per se, um, you know, going live, totally live is like, okay, you know, you know, they get nervous and so on like that. You know, they're afraid like, oh man, someone's going to challenge my, doc my, my, my doctrine. Do I know my doctrine well enough? Um, am I going to say the right thing? Uh, and, and, you know, is my worship team going to be on point and so on like that? 
So, you know, those are the things I think a lot of things go through people's mind, especially the pastor's mind. I'm saying like, hey, you know, um, make sure the worship team is on point. Make sure the musicians are on point. Make sure the message is on point. Uh, your message can't be too harsh, per se, or the message can't be too soft, per se. It has to be like in between, per se. Um, I mean, for me, I think the gospel, there is no in between in it. It is what it is. Um, uh, it is what it is. The, you know, God's word is, is uh, you know, bond pretty much. So I think um, one of the challenges that we face is, is that uh, many churches, especially, you know, we're not like a, we're, you know, per se, you know, you know, we don't have mega churches or anything like that, but um, especially in the black community, you know, how do we, how, how are the, how you think the black community per se in the Haitian community as well too, because we're all Haitians here um, per se. Um, and, um, but how, how is that, you know, selling in and at your church per se? Um, <clears throat> I think one of the things that um, I'm thinking through is, um, and I agree with Pastor Marcio 100% in that the message that we have, it can we cannot allow that message to be altered, shifted, or changed just because of the various crowds that may or may not hear it now. I think um, we have to guard our hearts and our minds um, to be able to preach the unadulterated, unfiltered word of God. But what I will say is that we have to now think a little bit outside the box so that with that message, we can add a, an element of creativity. And I say that because we're gonna be, we're gonna have people who's going to um, quote unquote um, stumble upon our ministry, and so we 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 should be thinking of different ways for us to be able to minister to different types of people because there's probably going to be an individual who might not sit down to a Sunday sermon um, to listen to it, but if there is and I'm just using a random example if there's a spoken word artist who um, within their spoken word they give doctrine and not fluff. Uh, because there's a difference. Um, we have to now think think of ways in order to platform these individuals in the virtual space so that that person that is only um, reached through those means it still has an opportunity for us to find the gospel. The thing that um, I'm trying to guard against is for the church to lose its flavor, for the church to lose its creativity just because of COVID-19. I think as uh, ministers, as preachers in this particular area, we have a responsibility to try to navigate the, um, the, the sacredness of the gospel and marry that with the creativity that God has given us. Uh, and so, that, so that's just something that I'm trying to navigate, trying to see the balance between the two, trying to see the mixture between the two, because I think both um, are essential. And so, and so to address that with, and so to address that with the Hasten Church. Think we lost Pastor No, I'm back. I'm back. The devil is a lie. <laughs> And so to, to and so to address that with the Haitian church, I think it's now more than ever um, because especially in the black churches and especially in the in the Haitian churches um, more specifically, we have a phrase that never seems to change in that um, in that the young people or the young adults the, the church of tomorrow. And I've been hearing that since I was 15, and now 15 years, 15, 20 years later, I'm still hearing the same phrase. So I think if anything, because of COVID-19, that process of of handing the baton off 
If it has not accelerated, it should be because the ones that that, are, that the baton will be handed off to are the ones who's going to be able to give ideas how you marry the sacredness of the gospel with the creativity that's necessary. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I have to say, I, 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 brother, you've hit some nuggets there, some gold nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that what I am seeing online with our Haitian churches, it tells me quite a bit that we need a lot of improvement. Mm-hmm. It is time that a lot of the senior pastors, and I'm using the word with pun intended, they need to really consider letting the younger generation take the baton and run with it. You cannot understand technology the way uh, some of these teenagers, well, let me not say teenagers, young adults um, understand it uh, for them to be able to do what they do, not just in the background, but also in the forefront. Because as a senior pastor, you're in your, and I'm not trying to bash anyone, everyone has a ministry. But now you're looking at someone that is 60, 70 years old isn't going to, to sit there in front of a computer unless their, cho- their, their child set it up for them, for them to watch a message. So that young adult really is the one that's going to be setting that up or that, that they're going to be talking to a specific crowd. That crowd is there. Why not let this young man preach? Why not let this young woman minister? Why not let, uh, you know, allow this to happen? But yet, for some reason, our community, our older pastors, senior pastors, 60 above, they will tell you, I will die with this mic in my hand before I give it up. And that's sad. Yeah. Because your, your church is looking really bad. Your hair is all gray on the screen. You know, you're coming up and it's, it's like they could see the shapingness in your hands while you're holding the mic. It's, it's like, okay, brother, listen, that crowd that you want to talk to, that's a WhatsApp group. Not on Facebook. <laughs> I still don't have WhatsApp, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that email is that that's Pastor Varnishing at Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. I see what you're saying exactly. Woo. I see what you're saying. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we live in a generation, uh, the gener- this generation, man, they know a lot about the technology, definitely. Um, at my church, um, we have a great um you know, media team, and we had to step, you know, they had to step it up quick, you know, and, and so on like that. Um, luckily, you know, we were um, somewhat, you know, um, just recording the messages only live and not the worship per se or anything like that because we felt like that we wasn't ready. But COVID-19 came. So guess what? You have to be ready. You have to be ready. So um, I think like, you know, like both of you guys said, you know, um, when it comes to the, you know, this generation right now, um, you know, guys like us and the next generation to come, you know, we definitely have to allow the creativity come inside the church, but also we got to be careful to not let the gospel to be watered down as well, right. too, um, because sometimes, again, we go back to it. Um, again, we go, we, we live in a society where it's, everything's online. Um, we go on Amazon. I'm an Amazon guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, that's where I shop. I'm not, you know, not, you're not going to see me at the mall or anything like that. 
they said the mall is closed. Who cares? I didn't yeah. care because um, I don't go to the mall like that. <laughs> you know, Amazon is my place. Um, yes. but, um, <laughs> but when we think about the church building, the church building is closed to young, to this generation, uh, to the younger generation, uh, ge the Gen Z generation. Um, this don't affect them whatsoever because some of them just be like, well, I do church online. Anyways. Yeah. You know, so, you know, a church building is closed. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. I do church online. So, but at the same time, I think that, you know, how, how, how are we incorporating, how are we continuing to push the gospel? Like not push the gospel per se, but continue to be on a mission, you know, be, be that church on a mission um, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ through our congregation, uh, through this generation, uh, through the millennials, through the Gen Z generation. Um, how are you guys, are? how are we doing that? I'm a very weird guy. Um, <laughs> you know, when it comes to stuff, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist, but I, I don't like anything mediocre. Yeah. So I, I tend to be very picky about things that, I, that, that's, that gets put out, um, for the church. And I'll, I'll tell them like, listen, this, this can't happen. This, you know, if, if it's not, if it's not up to par, I'm not showing that. Um, because I serve a perfect God. I have to present a gift. I have to present an offering that is of equal value. And if that is not of equal value, then I need to sit down somewhere. I, 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 can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Now, I'll let Pastor Ewens, you know, kind of touch more on that. Yeah. Um, and Pastor Marshall, what you're saying is, is, is a thousand percent true because we, we do serve, serve a perfect God. And so as ministers, preachers, um, singers, dancers, whatever, ushers, um, sound people, there's a standard by which that we have to present. Um, number one, because the people that we're trying to reach, because everything is online now, they see excellence in, 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 in other industries. Yeah. And so when it comes to the church space, we have a responsibility, therefore, to also present that same level of excellence. Now, this is the principle, though, because excellence is not reactionary. Excellence is habitual. Correct. And so we have to get into a place where um, we take the littlest detail and make sure that that detail is excellent. Because when you look at creation, that's what God did. Yeah. God didn't say it was good until he looked back at it and he examined everything that he had done. And because he's God, he was able to say it is good. And so we have to take that same mentality, same approach, and, and, and look at every single um, ant to every single giraffe that we have as far as details is concerned and make sure that it is excellent. But but something else that I really wanted um, to talk about is I also, and so the conversation really has to be balanced. So we have to be competent, um, competent in what we're doing in order for us to exude excellence. But I think what makes the church unique is that competence is not the only thing that is needed in order to do ministry correctly, especially in the online space. Because what I do not want us to happen is that we develop competent people, but we don't have consecrated people. Exactly. And so we try to, um, to get um, everybody to... To, to do these things, but because we can't touch people in the way that we're used to be able to touch people, we're not able to disciple them properly. But because they're able to, um, to, to do a job, we now employ them to do that so that the product is good. 
And so as preachers and, and as leaders, we have a responsibility to, uh, to navigate both. So I got to make sure you're competent, but then I also got to make sure that you're consecrated. And I think this is kind of a setup from heaven, though, because if I'm trying to get you consecrated, but I don't have the opportunity to sit down at Starbucks one-on-one -on -one with you, now the message that I preach, I have to remove all the fluff and I have to give you the raw gospel because in those 20 minutes that I have to, I got to make sure that I get you, get you to where God is calling me to get you. So I, so, I, so I definitely think things are balanced, but I also think that God is trying to set us up and make sure that we're doing it the right way. And yeah. I think, with, you know, with that, you know, just to add a little bit on there, um, a, a, a lot of our churches are realizing a lot of the things that we were doing was just blood. Mm. Yes, and sir. Realizing the church really didn't need to be four hours long. Mm. I got here at 9 a.m. Now it is 2 p.m. I'm still there. You know, um, I'm all wet in my suit. You know, my feet hurt. Can't stand up anymore. But yet, you know, we're still going with the service. Mm -hmm. Because we're saying that the spirit is here. It's like, hold on. <laughs> when this COVID-19 happened, now the service, for some reason, is just 60 minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. So, I mean, wow. the spirit moving. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, come on. We got, we got to get rid of that. Man. We got to, mm -hmm. I mean, we have to understand God is calling us back to basics. You know, he's calling us mm -hmm. back to like, listen, worship me. You know, understand my word. God bless you. Enjoy it with your family. Absolutely. Amen. Um, yep. I mean, you, touch, you, you, touch, you guys touch a point, um, uh, Pastor Matashay and um, Elon, some, um, you know, as far as the length of the service, um, you know, we, we come from a, you know, uh, black churches, um, per se, mm -hmm. you know, in the, in, the black, in, the Haitian, in the black culture, you know, churches tend to be, you know, you know, uh, six hours long per se, um, and so on like that. So, <laughs> but, um, now it's like, yeah, 60 minutes, you know, um, we, at our, at our church, we've been at it for, since the, towards the end of March, um, we started and I'm telling you, man, I feel more relaxed. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> so, you know, you go, you know, worship, yeah. you know, a few announcements, message, yeah. you just go home, you yeah. know? Um, but you know, um, but also too, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, that, you know, throughout this um, whole COVID-19 where churches have been, you know, um, you know, have been closed and so on, like the church building has been closed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the gospel is still ongoing, um, but there has been less gossip as well. Um, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, so I find that interesting as well, too. So this uh, COVID-19 is teaching, uh, I believe, the church a, a great deal of things as far as when it comes to, um, you know, what is the true meaning, you know, of the gospel, you know, and, and so on like that. So it's teaching us, man, you know, we, like you guys said, you know, we definitely need to go back to the basic because sometimes we do. The gospel is so simple, man. And um, but we we tend to complicate it so much to try to you know suit everyone pretty much um do you guys find yourself what do you guys see about that you know when it comes to the church building um and, and so on like that um you know is 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 online church the future now i would have to say emphatically no <laughs> um, because the bible does call us based on the passage that we just read for us not to forsake the assembly of the saints um there is a there is a, that connection for us to be able to touch and agree. Um, there is that there, there's something to it where you can't replace 
that, um, that togetherness, that fellowship, voices together. Um, it gives you that boost, you know, hearing testimonies of the saints, you know, makes you, you know, get closer to God. Um, somebody checking your lifestyle, um, knowing why they see you out somewhere and then they see you in the church, like, wait a minute, weren't you, you know, on the praise team? And yet I saw you, no, this, you know, you can't do that. But yet if you're just going home and everybody's watching you on the screen, little boxes, you know, they're like, uh, I'm just going to turn it off. I can't really say nothing to this person. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we have to be able to hold each other accountable. Uh, so biblically, I don't think it's, it's something that online church will ever replace um, the coming together. Um, because when we get to heaven, it's not going to be online. Mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, we're going to be together with Christ. Mm -hmm. um, so again, that's, that's vital. Yeah, that's vital. It builds it builds your faith. It builds you up. It keeps you, uh, you know, together. If if a husband and wife walk in the church, and everyone is used to seeing husband and wife walking in hand in hand, or you know, wife is happy, giggling, and the husband is shaking hands. Yo, what's going on? And all of a sudden, they come in one Sunday, and they're going opposite directions. Nah. Someone's gonna ask some questions. Like, wait a minute, bro. Mm -hmm. Um, is everything okay? I see you guys usually come in and all cheery and happy and you know what just happened? Is there somebody that you need to talk to? You know, is everything all right? Because you have right now with this COVID, based on social workers that I have in the church, they 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 tell me this is the most troubling time for families where abuse is at an all-time high. Yeah. Because people now are stuck in the house with mm. their abusers. Mm -hmm. So how do you escape from it? Mm -hmm. You have to have that. The church, the church itself, when we get together, I'm not talking about the building, but when we get together, it could be outside. It could be at a park. It could be something. It just does something to people. That, you know, God has put a spirit in the church to bring healing, deliverance, when we get together, that touch and agree. If two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know TV screen. Yeah. Absolutely. Ahead, Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so it's so the so the digital space is not is not going anywhere. But there is no way that the, that the digital space can replace the coming together of, of of believers because we are the body of Christ. Okay, we're not the uh, megabytes of Christ, and so it's important for us. And it's important for us to come together. And I'll even make an analogy like this: when a when a recording artist makes a CD um, or or an album on online and they stream it, that is not where the bulk of their profits come from. The bulk of their profits actually comes on touring because people will hear something, but but there is nothing that really comes compares to the live experience, and so that and, and so that thing is really mimicking the church because you can hear something on 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 video or listen to listen to a sermon, but there is nothing that compares to to the in person experience. And God designed it that way because we are made for people, and and they even do studies on this where, where they say that you can have two infants, and the one that you show love and the one that you do not show love, they develop differently because we were created. We were created to we were created to fellowship with one another. 
And so the digital space cannot mimic that. The digital space cannot provide that touch that humans need. And so, and so it's important for us, it's important for us to really understand that. And so the thing that I that I'm thinking through is that we is probably going to spend the next six or seven, eight, nine, ten, or eleven weeks promoting the, uh, the the proficiency of online church. Are we then as a church going to be able to then flip a switch and then say, okay, I, I, I know I said that for the past 12 weeks, but come back home. And so I really think that um, it's important that when we when we promote online church, that we're promoting it for what it is as an alternative and not a replacement for, for God's original design. Mm. Yeah. Like you said, if you're sick, okay, it's available for you. It's convenient. Um, but if you're healthy, you're able to come into the building and after COVID-19 is over, listen, I think that's a commandment from the Lord for us to be able to do that. That's not going to change. The word of God is not going to change. You know, forsake not the assembling of the saints. Yeah. Um, that, that's crucial. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening. For more information, check us out at onegospelministries.org or email us at info at onegospelministries.org. God bless. Thank you.